0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Episode 126 of the Highland Affinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob, and we got a great episode lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode we're going to look over the superhero movie slate of 2022 and give you my thoughts on them and give you the top three superhero movies i'm looking forward to this year and next we're going to give you the updated version of the marvel tier list version 2.0 so sit back relax and enjoy the show Yes, yes, yes! That time we get everybody episode one hundred and twenty-six of the Highland Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host Jacob. Have done this in a while. Make sure you remember the intro. First time listening to the podcast? Welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. Remember, like us on our social media sites, like us on Facebook at High on Infinity Podcast, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod, or follow me to host on my personal accounts, Twitter and Instagram at SoYamAsian. Yeah, and if you didn't get all that, to hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast. Has all our podcast social media sites and our podcast streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. And last but not least, if you like what you hear, please leave your boy a five-star review on your preferred streaming platform. That would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. So I hope everybody's doing good. Glad to be back recording after a short little break. It's good to get back into the swing of things in the swing of things, I'm sorry, and get back into the podcast routine every week. And as you know, I said I was taking January off because I was in a transition or transitioning into a new job and moving. So I've been in my new job for a couple weeks now. I like it. Still haven't moved yet. I want to tell you about that because we were supposed to start in the middle of January and like a week before that date occurred, I called my boss. I was like, hey, you know, um, are we still going to be like physically had to be in the office on, you know, the first day? And she was like, no, we're going to send you your work equipment so you can work home remotely for the time being. So I changed my plan. So I'll be moving to the area where my new job is in about mid-March or so. So when that time comes around, I'll probably take a week off the podcast just to focus on that. But I'll let you know when that time comes around. So, what have I been up to for the past month or so? Besides the job and preparing to move, nothing much actually. Been catching up on a lot of TV shows and movies, scratch that. Actually, I did, went to my first wrestling pay-per-view on New Year's Day. That was very fun. But that's like the highlight of like the events I went to during this break. But yeah, like I said, been catching up on a lot of TV shows and movies. I finally watched Don't Look Up right before the New Year ended. To me, you know, it was a it was good. Um, it was a lot of like art imitating life stuff. And it and if you've seen Don't Look Up, you'll know what I meant by that. Also caught the new season of Cobra Kai. That was really good. As well, can't wait for Season 5 to come out later on this year. I think it's supposed to come out later on this year, early 2023. Anyways, can't wait for Season 5 to come out. Also, Attack on Titan is back as well. So far, so good on that show. Last episode, well, by the time you hear this, a new episode will come out. So when you're hearing this, two episodes ago was very crazy. And of course, you know my show Demon Slayer is about halfway through. It's second season, and that's very good as well. And I've uh, been watching other shows too. Ozark is back on. Or the first part of the final season of Ozark is back on Netflix. I've been watching that. Still got a couple episodes left at the time of recording to watch it. Apparently, the way season or way part 1 ends is crazy. Y'all know how I feel about a season being split up in two parts, but according to Twitter, the end of part 1 is very good, and I've been watching something on Netflix too. Called uh, or I, or I finished it actually during you know my little hiatus. Has been uh Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Well, it's not like a it's not like a Netflix original. It's just on Netflix. I think it's like a I think it's a Canadian based uh comedy show. It's kind of like um I don't want to say a workplace comedy like Parks and Rec and uh, The Office. Well, well majority of the scenes or a lot of the scenes take place in like this convenience store, so you can say it's like a you know, one of those pseudo workplace comedies, I guess. And um, I discovered this show actually a few months ago. I was just scrolling past Netflix trying to find something to watch and I saw it. And I, you know how usually when you uh cut on Netflix, it plays like a short clip at like the top right hand corner of that show. And I saw it and I was like, OK, you know, you know, just, you know, just I was just breezing by. Like, OK, OK, that's a show. OK, cool. Let me just, you know, scroll through it. Then like I want to say. In November, early December, I was just scrolling past it. And they had um the guy from Shang-Chi, Simu Liu. He was on, like, the cover now. I was like, oh, he's in this show? Well, let me just check this out. You know, he was good in Shang-Chi. Let's see if, you know, this show is good. And Kim's Convenience was very good. Actually, you know, I'm a little upset that I found out that it was canceled after the last season abruptly. Because I think the showrunners left to do other projects. And the studio was like, you know, since y'all don't got the original showrunners... I don't think it'll be that good, so let's just cancel the show here and there. Or, you know, cancel the show right then and there. And it makes me upset because when shows get cancelled, like, there's no closure. Like, the last episode of the last season, they were setting up, you know, like, they set up, like, three or four storylines and and then you're like, damn, they can't finish it now because it got cancelled. So, yeah, but check out Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Very funny show. Highly recommend it. And lastly, let me talk about a show that i thought i would never watch and that show is jojo's bizarre adventure i know it's very popular anime uh, amongst the community but to me i was like "Eh, i don't know if i want to watch this so i gave it a shot i want to say early 2021 i gave it a shot part one two and three part one and two they're okay part three is supposedly the best part amongst the fan base but to me part three was okay as well like to me the storyline got repetitive and it kind of dragged in my opinion but when I got to part 4 damn man all I got to say man if you want to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to me hell skip skip part 1 2 and 3 jump straight into part 4 to me part 4 so far is the best one yet because uh there's six parts at the moment and um I started part 5 at the start of January and I decided to take a break for a minute watch other stuff And I'll probably finish that sometime this year. And uh, part six is actually on Netflix. So I'm going to catch up with that as well after I catch up on part five. So a lot of good TV has kept me occupied for the past month or so. (laughs) But before we get into the episode, let me tell you something. I just started randomly a couple weeks ago. So a couple weeks ago, I was just driving, going grocery shopping. I was going to go to Sam's. And when I drove by Sam's, I drove by... Or a building in town that used to be a TGIF's. And I'm like, damn, they shut down TGIF's? Because it have been empty for a few months now. And they replaced it with a Twin Peaks. And a Twin Peaks, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like, I, well, I never ate at a Twin Peaks. But what I've been told is kind of like, it's kind of like a Hooters in a way. And I sat there and I was like, oh, they've been in the Twin Peaks. And coincidentally, Hooters is like 100 yards away from Twin Peaks. And you know, if, if if you're listening to this, if you're familiar with the area, you know this Hooters, you know, like a hotel in the middle, and then it's Twin Peaks. So you're probably saying, Jacob, like, where the hell is this story going? Well, let me tell you on how I thought Hooters was a donut shop growing up. I remember back in, but I won't say, I won't say I was probably, I'm gonna say ten or twelve years old when this happened. I thought I was I thought I was watching Rush Hour, but it turns out the movie wasn't Rush Hour. No, I w- I thought it was Rush Hour two, but I looked it up. Turns out it wasn't Rush Hour two, but it was a Jackie Chan movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but in the beginning of that movie, he put like an FBI agent. You know, like FBI agent, cops. They start the morning with a cup of coffee and a do- and, and some donuts. And the scene, well, where Jackie Chan was getting a coffee and some donuts. He had on a Hooters shirt. I thought, oh, wow, Hooters. So that right there is how I thought Hooters was a donut shop growing up. Besides that crazy story and a quick life update, let's get in today's episode. <music> So 2022 looks like it's going to be a stat year for superhero movies on paper from the looks of it. We got eight movies coming out, four from Marvel and four from DC. So we're going to be talking about them. I'm going to give you my thoughts on them as well. Then I'm going to give you the top three movies I'm looking forward to out of the bunch we're going to talk about. First up coming out in March. So about a little over from a month from now, we got a big one kicking off the superhero slate for 2022 is the Batman movie. I've been very high on this movie ever since we saw the first trailer back in, like, late 2020, I want to say. And after multiple delays, we're finally getting the movie at the start of March. And just for some clarification, this Batman movie is not a part of the DC Universe. It originally was supposed to be a part of the DC Universe with Ben Affleck in the role. And I think it was rumored that his movie was supposed to take place at Arkham Asylum and Deathstroke was supposed to be the main villain because we saw him at the end of the Justice League movie. Boy, what could have been? But, I think Ben Affleck stepped down from the role, and now we got this movie. It's completely its own thing, so don't expect The Flash or Aquaman to pop up in the movie or anything. Even with it being a standalone movie, it looks great in my opinion. I'll talk about it in more detail at a later date and time, like plot related stuff, predictions, and expectations as the movie gets closer. But, from the looks of it... I like the direction of where the movie is going. Like for one, we're getting a young Batman. I want to say he's only been Batman for like a couple of years when this movie starts. So we're still learning the ropes. We got other classic characters that's going to be in this movie as well. Catwoman is going to be in this movie. Uh, she was in the latest trailer. She's probably going to be like straddling the fence between good and evil, we've seen her help Batman in the past, and we damn sure seen her betray Batman on numerous occasions, and it looks like there's going to be two villains in this movie as well, the Penguin and the Riddler, and by the looks of it, of where the story's going, the Riddler is the main villain, and they showed the Riddler's costume a few weeks ago, and it was divisive to say the least on Twitter, Folks were mad because it doesn't have like that classic Riddler look. You know, the nice pinup suit with the hat and the cane, like we see in the cartoons and in the Gotham TV show. In this movie, the Riddler looks like the damn Zodiac killer. And I really don't got a problem with that. No, sometimes just switching it up is a good thing. And I saw on Twitter, this one guy was like, Man, I'm tired of seeing the Riddler in them damn Steve Harvey ass suits. And. I like it in today's day and age when someone says you have a Steve Harvey suit. It's an insult. But anyways, we'll see how the riddler turns out with his new look in this movie. And the runtime of this movie was revealed as well. And this Batman movie clocks in at two hours. Well, I've seen multiple times. I've seen two hours and 47 minutes. I've seen two hours and 55 minutes. Hell, the movie's three damn hours long. So if you're going to see this movie pass 3 to 4 p.m. Don't plan anything for the rest of that evening. Because you're gonna be in the damn movie for who we'll they got three hours from the movie and about 30 minutes worth of credits. You're gonna be in the movie for about three and a half damn hours. So, like I said, if you plan on seeing this in the evening, don't plan anything for the rest of the damn day. But moving on, in May, we got our first Marvel movie of the year coming out, Doctor Strange. And let me get this title right: Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Something Keeps making me want to say Doctor Strange in the Madness of the Multiverse. Too many M's in this damn title. Anyways, we saw our first glimpse of this movie at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. And it looks really good. And I'm curious to see how will WandaVision and Spider-Man No Way Home tie into this. Mainly WandaVision because Scarlet Witch will be in this movie as well. She's basically the co-star of this movie alongside Strange. But... I don't think we'll see a Spider-Man appearance in this movie, even though the guy directing the movie, Sam Raimi, directed the Tobey Maguire trilogy, so there's rumors that he may pop up there, but I don't think we'll see a Spider-Man in this movie because, you know, the whole Marvel-Sony thing, but I do feel like something big is going to happen in this movie. The main rumor for like the past year and a half is that this movie will bring in the X-Men because in the comics... In some talents, Magneto is Scarlet Witch's dad. And in the comic, House of M, that's basically a comic about Wanda. She's being so damn strong that she can warp realities. And as we see in WandaVision and, assumingly, in this strange movie too. So, right there has been the catalyst of the X-Men showing up in this movie rumors. But we won't know who all shows up until the movie comes out. Next up, we move on to July. We have Thor 4, aka Thor 11 Thunder. I was speaking to my friend, Micah, who makes the logos for this podcast about this a couple weeks ago, and to be honest, I was actually surprised that Thor got a fourth movie. I thought they wrapped it up good with Ragnarok because the Thor movies, they're on opposite ends of the Marvel spectrum. Like Thor and Thor the Dark World are considered two of the worst MCU movies, while Thor Ragnarok is considered one of the best movies in the MCU. And with the three movie character arc in Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame, I thought that was a good send-off point for the Thor character. But here we are with a fourth movie coming out. And on paper, it looks stacked. First up, you got the same director from Ragnarok directing this movie. I'm gonna try to pronounce his name right without butchering it. I think it's Takai Watiti. I think that's his name. Yeah, but he's back. And a lot of people from Ragnarok look like they're gonna be back in they're gonna be back in this movie as well. Also, Jane Foster from Thor 1 and 2 is back also. And she will also be Thor in this movie as well. So I assume she'll get the hammer of Mjolnir and Thor will get Stormbreaker. So I'm looking at this movie as like an Ant-Man and the Wasp type concept. Two heroes as the main leads. Also throwing the Guardians of the Galaxy and Christian Bale as the villain. Gore the God Butcher. Then he probably got a Dark Horse movie of the year. Also will Loki make an appearance in this movie? Because he's technically not dead by the events of the Loki show. We have to wait. Until the movie comes out to see if he is in that movie. So far we have yet to see anything from this movie yet. I would probably say we'll get a trailer later on this month or sometime in March. If I had to take a guess. Then we move on to later on in July. With DC's second movie coming out. Black Adam starring The Rock. All we have seen is a small clip of this movie that came out like late last year. And it looks interesting. This has potential to be a surprise movie of the year to me. So who is Black Adam? He is the enemy of Shazam. So we're getting the movie about a villain, and this is DC's fifth movie where the villain is the main character. Of course, you got the two Suicide Squad movies, the Harley Quinn movie and the Joker movie. So basically, Black Adam is like this ancient Egyptian. And he was given these powers by the original Shazam from that time to be a hero, but he used those powers for evil instead. And in some tellings, he was banished to space. and other tellings, he was imprisoned for 5,000 years. According to the Wikipedia for this movie, it's the latter. So all this time has passed and Black Adam has returned to exact his revenge on Shazam. And I'm curious, how much of the movie will take place like in ancient Egypt and how much will take place in present day? From the clip we saw sometime last year it took place in present day so i'll assume we'll start off black adam you know when he gets his powers in ancient egypt then he's banished fast forward to present day black adam returns to look for the current well he's looking for the you know the the, the shazam that gave him his powers back then but when he finds shazam now it's you know um forgot the kid that plays shazam but anyways y'all know what i'm talking about so shazam 2 also comes out I think, in early 2023 So I assume in the post credit scene of that movie, that is when Shazam and Black Adam will finally collide or, you know, become face to face and all that stuff. So Black Adam comes out in July as well. And we have a little break until October. And in October, we get a sequel to Spider Man into the Spider Verse, Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Arguably the best Spider Man movie ever. I'm not going to argue with anybody about that. You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but. We know very little about Across the Spider-Verse. Well, plot-wise, we know very little about. Even with a short teaser trailer back in, I want to say in December of last year, in that teaser trailer, you know, we could tell some time has passed. I'll probably say a couple years or so. The only characters we saw in the movie was Miles, Gwen, and Spider-Man 2099. Miguel O'Hara, who we saw in the post credit scene of Into the Spider-Verse. But I do expect a lot of the other characters from the first movie to be back as well. We got Peter B. Parker. You got Spider Pig, Spider-Man Noir, and Penny Parker in her Spider-Man suit as well. And some possible new characters in this movie, too, like Spider-Woman Jessica Drew and Scar with Spider-Man Ben Riley. Also, this movie is gonna be split up into two parts. So technically, this movie is called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Only thing is, with this being part one, we don't get no finality in this movie, if you know what I mean. So we're probably gonna get a cliffhanger or something like that. Hopefully they will change the name of the second movie. Maybe they'll take the Avengers approach because originally it was supposed to be called Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Avengers Infinity War Part 2. But of course, you know, they changed it to Endgame. So in Across the Spider-Verse, I assume we end the movie with like the villain getting the upper hand or something like that. And we settle it in Spider-Man Across the Universe Part 2 or Spider-Man Battle for the Spider-Verse. I think that would be a cool name for Part 2 so now we're in november 2022 where we got two movies coming out first up is black panther 2 and this movie has been through hell and back to say the least of course you know plans drastically changed after the untimely death of chadwick boseman some people think that enough time has passed for them to recast them to me you know if they recast them okay cool Hopefully, they'll pick up where Chadwick Boseman left off because I thought Chadwick Boseman was a great Black Panther. If they don't decide to recast him, you know, I'll be fine with that as well. And, you know, Marvel has recast actors in the past, most notably Rhodey, a.k.a. War Machine, in Iron Man 1. It was Terrence Howard and in Iron Man 2 and so on and so forth. It was Don Cheadle and other speed bums this movie has came across, of course, covid delayed filming and the actress that plays shuri i don't want to butcher her name so i'm just going to call her by her marvel character name she got injured which delayed filming even longer and news surfaced about like her problems with the vaccine and his mandates and there were rumors saying that she wanted out because she didn't want to get the vaccine you know because uh, disney and marvel was like hey If you want to be in this movie, you got to be vaccinated and all that stuff. But from other articles I read, she's back on set to finish the movie. And the other article I read, I saw that there's another COVID outbreak for Black Panther 2 again. So will this movie make the deadline? I don't know. We'll just wait and find out. Also, they said that Ironheart, Riri Williams, will make her debut in this movie as well, ahead of her Disney Plus show coming out. I assume sometime in 2023. So the other November movie we got is The Flash and this movie has it all. Time travel, alternate universes, other flashes, Supergirl and the Batman. Yes, this movie will have Michael Keaton, the OG Batman from the 80s and Ben Affleck's Batman from the Justice League. And I want to say that this movie is based on the Flashpoint Paradox comic, the most like one of the most well-known Flash comics out there and in that comic Barry goes back in time to save his mom from a reverse Flash, and when he gets back to present day, things are drastically different. They covered it at the beginning of, I want to say The Flash, or no, they covered it at the end of Flash Season 2 and the beginning of Flash Season 3 before that show went downhill. But so far, that's all we know about this Flash movie, and we end the year off in December with Aquaman 2. This movie has a subtitle, but I forgot to look it up for this episode. I want to say it's like Aquaman, King of the Sea Monsters, King of the Sea, Monster King of the Sea, something like that. It has the word C in it, I think. But I really don't know too much about this movie because I still haven't seen the first one. <laughs> uh, been mean to see it, but you know, time has just passed. You know, I, I don't, you know, find it a priority to see the first Aquaman movie. But anyways, moving on, these are the top three movies that I'm personally looking forward to for the year 2022 number three is spider-man across the spider-verse it was between this movie and thor 11 thunder for the number three spot i chose spider-man across the spider-verse because unlike thor 4 we're still in the unknown about this movie while thor 4 we already know who's going to be in this movie for the most part in spider-man across the spider-verse we don't know who may show up we may get miles from the playstation games along with peter from the playstation games hell we might get an animated version of tom toby and andrew in this movie as well the sky is the limit for spider-man across the spider-verse and number two we have the batman this will be the first solo batman movie since the dark knight in 2012 so 10 years for our first solo batman movie i like the direction of where this movie is going we're following a young batman battling the riddler and i heard rumors of another villain besides riddler and penguin will be in this movie as well fingers crossed it's the court of owls so my number one movie i'm excited for for 2022 is dr strange in the madness of the multiverse i've been excited for this movie ever since it got announced way back in comic-con 2019 and i covered it on the podcast when it was announced i was like damn we just got done with endgame and now we're getting the multiverse and we'll get scarlet witch being in this movie and the rumors of how many people may show up in this movie takes the number one spot for me. So that is all the superhero movies that I want to talk about in 2022. Yes, I know Morbius comes out in April, but I don't want to see Morbius. Anyways, definitely I'm seeing all these movies in theaters, even Aquaman 2, because I believe I can see the first movie by December. So stay tuned when these movies comes out and I'll talk about them on the podcast. <music> So back in the summer of 2021, I put together an MCU tier list. It was right before the release of Black Widow. Since then, we had four movies and five TV shows. So here is the MCU tier list version 2.0, including the new movies and the Disney Plus shows. There has been a couple changes to the list from last time. So we're just going to go over the new tier list and explain to you why the new additions are where they're at. Starting off with the bottom of the barrel, the D tier. We have Iron Man 2, Thor, Thor the Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. Nothing changed from this list from the last time. In my opinion, like I said, these are the bottom of the barrel. When it comes to the MCU movies, Like I would rather watch paint dry than watch any of these movies ever again. The first two Thor movies are nothing to write home about. Same with Incredible Hulk. And long-time listeners of the podcast know why I do not like Iron Man 2. Long story short... Me and some friends went to go see Iron Man 2, got kicked out of the movie theater, snuck my way back in, and I was like, damn, I snuck in to see this damn movie? But if you have noticed, all these movies in the D tier was early on in the MCU while they were still trying to find their footing. And to me, I would say they didn't hit their stride till like 2014, around that time right there. Now onto the C tier, and I know I'm going to get some flack for this. I had to bump Iron Man down to the C tier. It was on the B tier on the last tier list. But I watched it recently, and I was like, yeah, I got to bump this one down. I understand people love, and I mean people love, the first Iron Man movie. It was a movie that started it all. I get it. Robert Downey Jr. was great. Besides that, Iron Man 1 is like, eh, to me. But continuing on with the tier list, like I said, Iron Man 1, Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man 3, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and a new addition to the C tier, Eternals. This was by far my least favorite MCU project of 2021 for multiple reasons. First off, the movie is not bad. I do appreciate what this movie tried to do and how ambitious it was, introducing the Celestials in the Marvel cosmos. To me, this movie was great ideas but poor execution. The plot was good, the whole The Eternals being brought to Earth to progress the Earth as a society, but in retrospect, they were basically meant to speed up the process for the Earth to be destroyed in the emergence, and the Celestials were behind it the entire time. I did like that twist, but the one plot point that just sticks in my crawl is that Icarus knew all about the emergence the entire time, and after he killed Ajax, which I was shocked, that was a nice twist too, He still continued to reunite the uh, Eternals to stop it. But he was for the emergence. Like, damn, dude, all you had to do was just kill Ajax because she was the only one aware of the plan or aware of the plan of what Icarus was doing and what the emergence happened, just like that. Also, there are too many damn new characters to try to introduce in this movie. And I felt like a lot, and I felt like a couple of them got a short end of the stick. So people felt like the Eternals... Would have worked as like a Disney Plus show or something. And I could see that. Like an 8 to 10 episode show. Will give you more time to flesh out some of these characters. Like Makari. Druig. And um, what's her name? Thena. And give more backstory. If they want to as well. And rounding out the C tier. Is MCU's first animated show. What If. Another ambitious Marvel project. This almost made the B tier. Until I looked at the episode lineup again. And the episodes I liked and I thought were great, were uh, the T'Challa one where he was Star-Lord, the Zombies episode, and the last two episodes because they kind of go hand in hand. The whole Ultron vision and Guardians of the Multiverse. But the deciding factors, why it's on the C tier, were the episodes I didn't like. Like the Captain Peggy episode, nothing against her character, which was good. That episode was basically a copy and paste of the first Captain America movie, but just insert Captain Peggy and all the scenes with captain america and the episode where thor was the only child wasn't really feeling that episode as well but now we go on to the b tier we have spider-man far from home dr strange black panther ant-man and the wasp and the first new addition to the b tier is black widow and to me when this movie came out i must admit i was looking at it with rose tinted glasses it was the first mcu movie in two years so I kind of looked over some of the flaws in this movie, like mainly the villain. I was very excited for Taskmaster to be in this movie, one of my favorite Marvel villains ever. And at the time, I didn't mind the Taskmaster change because, in fact, the story they were trying to tell. But after letting some time pass, I was like, damn, we could have got more of the Taskmaster. We got little to no sword usage from Taskmaster. Same thing with the shield. And I felt like the fight between... Taskmaster and Black Widow wasn't as climactic as I thought it should have been but what really made me like this movie was the supporting characters mainly Yelena and Alexei two great additions to the MCU we already saw Yelena again in Hawkeye don't know what her future holds and I hope we see Alexei again in the future as well next up in the B tier I might get some flack for this as well but I got WandaVision in the B tier a lot of people has WandaVision as the best Disney Plus show of 2021. Hell, some say WandaVision is the best Marvel project, movie, or show in 2021. I understand people love WandaVision as much as people love the first Iron Man movie. And I like WandaVision too. I like the look of the show, how the first few episodes took place in a different decade. Really like that. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany was fantastic as Wanda and Vision and Catherine Hahn was great as Agatha. And for my Parks and Rec fans out there, she was a uh, she was the she was the I think she was a news reporter that was always drunk every time Leslie was on TV. But anyways, I had a slight letdown when it was revealed that she was the villain instead of Mephisto. Probably because everybody was hyping on Mephisto, and when it wasn't Mephisto, people were like, "Oh man!" But besides that. I liked WandaVision. I may rewatch it in the future. And wrapping up the B tier, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You all know how much I loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier. For the majority of the year, it was my favorite Marvel Disney Plus show. I always liked the chemistry between Sam and Bucky. The action was great. I loved some of the subject matter that covered in the show as well. A lot of art imitating life. You already know what I'm talking about. Wish we got a little bit more out of... Uh, I forgot her name. She was the head of the Flashmasters. Well, she got a little bit more out of the villain of the show. But overall, the show was enjoyable. Now we move on to the A tier. A tier, we got Avengers, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Endgame, Thor Ragnarok. And first up, my favorite Marvel Disney Plus show and the newest addition to the A tier Hawkeye. Like I said, when I talked about the show to end the year 2021 off, It's not how you start, it's how you finish, because episode 1 and 2 was not it. But it kept getting better from there. One of the best parts of the show to me was the characters from Clint to Kate and of course Yelena. And lastly, how simplistic they kept everything, throwing some great action. Then overall, you got a fun show to watch. Now onto the final Marvel Disney Plus show to make the list, Loki. Very good show. I'm a big fan of the time travel genre. I think they nailed that perfectly. And the end of the show just opened up a whole new world of possibilities with the official opening of the multiverse and the introduction of Marvel's new big bad guy, Kang the Conqueror. Now onto the final movie of the A tier, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I really like this movie a lot. To me, I feel like this movie is going to get the Ant-Man series treatment. Like those two movies are good. But they fly under the radar, like Shang-Chi is good but I feel like a lot of people may forget it in a couple years and it will just fly under the radar as well along with the Ant-Man movies, like I thought it was really good. Definitely one of my favorite Marvel projects from last year, what made the movie good was to me it was just different, like the fight scenes didn't have no super suits, no super soldier serums, anything like that, just some good old hand to hand combat. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for Shang-Chi, both in the sequel and as an Avenger. Because if you remember, in the post-credit scene, uh, what's his name, Wong, brought him in and introduced him to this new world he's now in. And now onto the S-tier, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier captain america civil war guardians of the galaxy avengers infinity war and last but not least by process of elimination the newest addition to the s tier spider-man no way home after seeing this movie and letting it sit with me for a couple days i was like yep this is definitely an s tier top tier marvel cinematic universe movie and of course you know what pushed this movie over the edge was the appearance of the spider man of the past with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And this movie was basically the end of an origin story for Peter Parker, Tom Holland. While there's a lot of questions about the future of Spider-Man, it's also a very exciting time as well. So wrapping things up, this is the updated MCU tier list version 2.0. This list is fluid and it's subject to change when version 3.0 comes out. Don't know when that will be. I decided to do this list because we had a gap between MCU release dates. Also, I meant to do this list in January, but plans changed. But yeah, this is version 2.0 of the MCU tier list. I think it's a good and well thought out list. You can make a case for some stuff being higher or some stuff being lower. But this list is my opinion. And a wise person once said, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got one. But... That's it for this week's episode. (laughs) Glad to be back after a short break. Looking forward to what this year brings for the podcast. Hopefully we can expand on it and be better than we were last year. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you for taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, and any other way you support the podcast. It truly means a lot to me. Like I say, I will not be here without you, the listener, and I thank you for that. So take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.